Welcome to the Tech Legal Matters podcast by iAfrican Radio. Since 2015, we at iAfrican.com have been doing research and publishing about significant data breaches and leaks across Africa. Some we have reported on publicly, while others were too sensitive and we simply notified the relevant authorities without publicly reporting on them. During the same period, we have also researched and reported extensively on cybersecurity, privacy, and data protection-related matters across Africa. What we have always observed is that not many people and organizations understand the legal implications of the various technologies that they use. In this podcast, we will explore these topics and more, with a specific focus on the intersection of technology and the law, how that affects you as an individual, but also from a business perspective. New episodes of the Tech Legal Matters podcast will be broadcast every Friday. The podcast will also feature analysis, insights, and commentary from attorneys who specialize in information and communications technology law. My name is Defo Mohapi, and I will be your host. This episode of the Tech Legal Matters podcast is a recording from the World Cybersecurity Summit, Africa Edition 2020. The event was successful in bringing in fresh narratives, innovative ideas and awareness on key areas such as cyber threat intelligence, data governance, data privacy and cyber relations across Africa. Ladies and gentlemen, for the fireside chat on data privacy regulations role in curbing cybercrime. We've got with us two of our speakers. First up, we've got Isabella Hoffmeyer uh, Pretorius, the legal advisor, Capitec Bank, South Africa. Isabella is dynamic, driven, and very passionate legal professional specializing in corporate and commercial law with a strong focus on data protection, consumer law, and technology law. While she's admitted uh, attorney and a notary public and currently serves as a legal advisor in the risk management department of Capitec Bank, South Africa. Joining Isabella would be Alice Namuli Blasi, like the partner head, technology and innovation, Kathende Sempebwa and co-advocates Uganda. Alice is an award-winning lawyer, international speaker and author. She has over 16 plus years of experience Alice specializes in technology and the law with keen interest in artificial intelligence, blockchain, cryptocurrency, fintech, cyber law, data protection. She represents some of the largest fintechs and blockchain technology-based businesses that are reshaping the mode of doing business in Africa. So we have with us Alice and Isabella joining us. Over to you, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Savannah, for that introduction. Very kind of you. Very privileged and honored to be here today. And my co-panelist or fireside charter, Isabella. Very nice. Definitely should be here. Yeah, we, like uh, what the topic says, definitely we are here to discuss the role of data protection in curbing cybercrime. I will be, pre- I'll just give a a general overview on data protection laws, definitely on the continent or on in, in Africa. And then we'll also go deep into talking about the kind of regulations we have in our specific jurisdictions, that is uh, Uganda and South Africa, where Isabella comes from. And also, I think, touch on the, the lack of implementation or lack of enforcement of the regulations or what are the, actually the challenges that we are facing in terms of enforcement of, of uh, these regulations. I would like, I guess, is ask Isabella first to talk about, just briefly maybe about that topic, and then I'll delve into the overview. 
thank you very much, Alice. Yeah, I, th I think from from my side, I'm I'm focusing more in South Africa, but in in general, we always have to look at with something like data that is so easily transferable across borders. We have to look at what is happening internationally, what is happening in other African countries, and we all have to to learn from each other because it's. It's such a dynamic area and, and things are changing so quickly and it's it's all really a risk-based approach. And what what has been great for me to see, and, and you can focus on, on that a little bit more, I think you have more exposure to the, the different regulations in Africa, but it, it seems like most of the new uh, data protection laws that is emerging has, has got certain themes and trends that that really link them together and that they are very similar, which makes it easier for organizations that need to comply with more than one of those laws to, to reach that compliance status, but also to, to show that it is the approach to get to a certain goal or an outcome and that it is really consumer protection laws that is coming up giving more control and transparency in the way that organizations process data and then link to best practice standards that have been available for many years, applied by many large organizations globally on the security safeguards that are implemented. But it also makes it more of a requirement for maybe smaller organizations to to think about the way that they handle personal information and to think about the risks not only to them as organizations in, in information risk and data risk and, and I think intellectual property as well, but to really think about their duty to protect sensitive information that belongs to individuals. And from what I've seen in, in South Africa and regulators around the world, even where they, they struggle perhaps with enforcement in the legal sense, they always speak about the best interests of the consumers, the individuals, and that the intention of the laws is to protect them. Is, has that been your um, experience in, in the African environment as well? Well, generally, yeah, pretty definitely, pretty much that's it. But maybe I could just give pretty much also background of why we are in this whole, I usually call it a quagmire of uh, pretty much so much going on even on the African continent and what could be pretty much the background and what is uh, driving uh, this industry. I'm sure as we all know, there's a, we all know there's an exponential growth in technology on the African continent, right? And uh, especially in the ICT sector, this we have seen it in the last say two two decades and there's also a very 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 big growth in, in terms of people who are able to actually to use the internet right now on the continent in fact as we, we speak right now post-covid or during covid or of course definitely we are still in the covid era we are seeing so many people we what we have witnessed is that the more like an increase an increment in the use of, of internet because when so many jurisdictions experienced, I would say, lockdown, you've, we've seen the use of the internet or businesses, you know, growing, so many businesses growing on the internet 
and of course many people resorting to especially i guess e-commerce in in my country that has of course also grown up and and short and short up and also what does that mean more working from home which means making so many businesses very vulnerable uh, to cyber crime because so many of our of the workforce are not able to actually appreciate uh, the use of the proper use of the, their their systems so and this has also made very so many of these businesses become very vulnerable to cyber crimes or to cyber attack we actually just experienced something one of my clients experienced a very bad attack in the couple of, in the last couple of weeks and that all be, turned out because of an employee who was just not able to to really understand how actually the, the use of as a company information and their personal data because most people now are working from work so when they go from work they use actually use the same I guess gadgets or computers making it very vulnerable and very risky for so many of the of the of the information that shouldn't be actually leaked anyway what i also wanted to just giving that background on pretty much being like the internet is the growth of the internet has having grown and also grown some industries especially like the growth of e-commerce in africa because of definitely use they were also seeing more concerns in the rise of misuse of the internet and the need to protect and the need to protect uh, or to come up with a cyber security regulations or data protection regulations luckily enough i would say and oh by the way on an annual basis right now what also we are experiencing is hundreds and hundreds of millions of cyber attacks on the on the continent the market definitely is saturated with cyber hacks who rather cyber hackers who are using and exploiting every vulnerabilities like i talked about in terms of accessing valuable data we've seen so many like fraud cases theft from financial institutions governments private companies this actually is not only like i said i mentioned it's not only something i think it's private companies experiencing but also so many government like the kenyan government has been hacked their their websites have been hacked the south african government has been um, hacked so it's not something that only i guess private companies are experiencing and what actually we see is that uh, if unless something is actually done by most of these governments to come up with some like strong regulations i think it might be a little bit too late whereby the potential we have on the continent might be crippled by cyber uh, cyber crime absolutely agree i absolutely agree with with what you are saying and it has been good to see how data protection regulations have already um been implemented uh, in different countries in in Africa what has has been maybe a little bit disheartening though is is with the increase of cyber crimes we have not seen the enforcement of data protection laws really matching up to that and and because i think it's such a difficult thing to enforce for regulators and in a time like you said where during covid there has just been a lot more traffic online there's just been a lot more risk businesses that maybe did not foresee that 
they would almost completely have to have their workforce work remotely, do everything online, that suddenly something that was a smaller risk had to be scaled so quickly that it suddenly became a, a completely different risk to, to assess and, and to protect against. And I, I think if these laws were not there, we probably would have been in an even worse position because the laws did make some people think about things that they otherwise maybe wouldn't have or would have ignored. But there's also still a lot of work to be done. And, and I think our governments also need to, to think about what is the role of government and the law and the enforcement of that law, the impact and, and the benefits that it could have to economies in Africa, especially with Europe, with the general data protection regulations that requires data to only be transferred and processed in zones and jurisdictions that are considered adequate with legal protection. And they do look at the, the enforcement of the laws, not just what, what is on paper, what is in the law itself, but how is it being enforced? And for Africa to really play a, a bigger role in the global data economy, the, the implementation of laws and the enforcement of it, and to really make Africa a safe place for data is is such a key role in, in what we all need to consider and where I think we want to be. Africa, I believe, has, has a place in the, the modern data economy and we have an opportunity as long as we can also be a secure and safe area. Definitely. No, I... I, I, I definitely agree with you. And the African Union actually, I think, took it upon itself a couple of years ago and came up with a convention or cybersecurity and data protection uh, regulations of, of framework. But unfortunately to date, that was since 2014, unfortunately to date only 15, uh, 14 countries have signed up and I think only nine have, have ratified. So they, there's clearly... A, a big issue with in, in terms of uh, the African Union, I think, lobbying its its members to come to implement uh, these these laws in the, in their jurisdictions. But that is now, I mean, generally on on the continent. At least we have that as a African as through the African Union. But also different regions have also come up with different, like I said, data protection laws. I know for certain we have, I think, about 27 countries now that have data protection laws. And I think five countries which are still in draft case, in, in a draft stage. The most recent countries that have joined or have come up with the data protection laws and privacy laws in Kenya, Nigeria. Uganda, we had a, a data protection act passed last, last year in February. So we are also kind of new. But... When you also look at all the countries, again, that have, have come up with these uh, data protection laws, the question would be now, why do we still have a lot of crime on the, on the continent? What exactly is, is that problem and what is the challenge? And another thing I also want to talk about is the similarity of some of these regulations. You'll find that most of these regulations have been benchmarked on the GDPR. So they're quite similar in, in terms of some of the I also have for kids. <laughs> okay, so the the you you rather you find that there's a lot of similarity, a lot of similarity with the with the sorry about 
Sorry about that. Bella, you can go ahead. Okay. Now, what I've also noticed is, is those similarities and that Africa tend to, to follow more of the, the European approach that is, finds its basis in the fundamental human right to privacy. And most of the laws, including the South African Protection of Personal Information Act, really focuses on the, the right to, to privacy by individuals and also to the right to access to information. What is interesting, and maybe you can tell me if... if and sorry, you're talking, still talking about the, what similarity we have, yeah? Uh, Yes. So the, the interesting thing about the South African Protection of Personal Information Act is uh, that it not only extends to individuals, but also to juristic persons, which is a bit different from an approach taken by, by most countries. I only know of a handful of jurisdictions that includes juristic persons' information under personal information or personal data. And I don't know if uh, you've experienced that anywhere else in Africa. I think the only country I can think of, and, and they might also be in the process of changing it, is in, in Austria, where they also recognize juristic persons. So, so that... I've not, in, I've in not South Africa, uh, yet on that. So it, it brings a whole new question to, to South Africa as well. Of it, it adds that extra layer of protection. It really requires you to to extend your compliance programs and ensure that your security applies to really all your data and, and not just to individual personal information. But of course, that also opens the, the floodgates to a lot, of, a lot more data subject requests coming through. And, and we'll have to see the protection of personal information still has a grace period. It only became effective, a uh, large part of the act only became effective in end of June uh, this year. And then there's a 12-month grace period to comply. And, and we'll have to see what type of uh, uh, data subject requests and complaints and, and types of things come through from juristic persons, because we don't really have anywhere else uh, in the world that we can look to and, and learn from, from how it has played out. That's quite interesting, though, because, uh, like you've said, that me that makes you quite isolated, especially on the continent, because I've not come across anything similar like that in other African regions. I think the only similarity I find, like I've told you, there, there was a lot of benchmark done by the GDPR, and uh, some of the 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 some provisions really stand out so much. Like, let me say, consent. Like, there has definitely to be some kind of consent by the data subject, and I think the penalties. Our penalty in Uganda is uh, for breach, for data breach is I think 2% of your annual gross and for the GDPR it's I think what 4%. You see so many similarities actually across the continent of this. But unfortunately, the saddest thing about all this is that there's a lack of implementation. And again, that also cuts across um, the continent. So the question is why, why, why aren't we enforcing these laws? The laws are there and even now, when, as I speak now, we have 27 countries, but these laws are not being enforced. So is it, do we need more laws? I don't think so. I don't think we need actually more laws. Can we uh, first understand and appreciate why there's lack of enforcement? 
what we through some of the platforms that definitely I work with, we find that it's mainly there's lack of capacity, some in our judiciary, in lack of capacity in our, in our police, who are definitely the enforcers, the main enforcers. Because if a police arrest someone or following up on a case, they, if they really don't understand what um, cyber crime is, then it becomes a little bit difficult to implement. Our judges, our, our judges, do they have, do, are they aware of this or cyber crime? Do they really understand it? So because of lack of capacity, oh, and also actually lack of awareness generally on the citizenry on the African continent, our people I think are not really conversant on the vulnerabilities and the risks that are definitely involved with the cyber crime, which is quite unfortunate. But I think definitely the way forward would be build capacity uh, in all these, like among the different uh, stakeholders and also create awareness letting people know on the African continent or most of the citizens are to be aware of the regulations and also to understand what actually cyber crime is and also to train, to carry out as many trainings as possible among the different sectors I talked about. That is, of course, the police, that is even the regulators themselves, the regulatory frameworks, the regulatory authorities and the judiciary. I don't know. I think we have like... Sure. So Alice, uh, we're, we're falling in short of time, but we do have some questions from the audience and I'll quickly pick up one from the audience in the Q&A tab, if you can see. It's from Elija and uh, Elija asks that in terms of data privacy regulations, what is the state of the continent in terms of these regulations and where the regulations are not standardized across the continent? Won't many diverse regulations hinder growth within the continent and might as well make cyberspace unsafe for the continent-wide entities? So I'd request Alice and Isabella to take that question forward. It's a question from who again? Uh, it's, a, it's a question from Elija. Elija. Okay. In terms of data, what is the state of the continent in terms of... I think we just quickly talked about that. He has, he had asked, I think, that question before we talked about that. The state right now is that we have a cybersecurity and data protection legal framework convention by the African Union. And unfortunately, that has not yet been implemented or enforced in all African countries. Only 14 have signed it, and only, I think, nine have, have, have ratified it. So that's where we are. But regionally, so many countries from the West African side, I know the regional blocks, they, they have a data protection regulation, data protection association that is governing Francophone countries and also the English speaking countries. I know SADAC definitely, they also have an association that is regulating this area. And also many East African, rather, not many East African countries have, have come up with regulations. But I mentioned in Uganda, we have an act. We have in Kenya, they have. The others are still at, at draft stages. Maybe sure. Isabella. Sure, Isabella, your notes on that, please. I think uh, maybe if we can use a, a comparison, if we, we take Europe and the United States, where Europe has taken this more unified approach with having the GDPR as, as the umbrella regulation for all the countries in Europe, where they still have their separate, each country's got their own data protection laws as well, but it is all more in, in a similar spirit with similar rights to data subjects and similar obligations on organizations, which makes it a lot easier for European data transfers. And in the US, I mean, we, we recently saw the, the SHREMS 2 
case playing out where the, the privacy shield was also discredited and the all the questions about the European data being transferred to the, the US and is it safe, is it not safe, can they really have a right to privacy even when there are contractual clauses in place. And in the US, they have they don't have any federal law for data protection at the moment, but they have a lot of different states with uh, different data protection laws and also for different industries. So we need to look at where is Africa? Where does Africa want to be? And I think we can look at those two examples that look at what works better. And in Africa, my opinion is so far, the laws that I've seen have been very similar to the European ones. There hasn't been really anything out of the ordinary, but we also need to look at the different risks that Africa faces in uh, fighting terrorism, fighting financial crimes, and different surveillance laws and security laws that, that may impact the right to privacy. And we'll probably see that in Africa, we find something uh, that's a little bit of a mix of, of the European and the US that we will make into our own framework that, that works for our continent to allow for the free flow of data, to allow for economic growth and innovation, but to also give us the, the protections that we need that is, I think, unique to, to Africa. So I think we will end up with a bit more of a, of a hybrid between those two approaches. So far, it is leaning from what I've seen more towards the, the European side. But I, I think there's a lot of work to be done. I think it's going to be a very exciting time in the next few years in Africa, uh, looking at these legal developments, seeing how, it implement, how it's implemented, how it's enforced, and, and how it really works to, to protect people in Africa and to grow our economy. Remember to tell your friends, family, and colleagues that the show is available to listen for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, or any other app that you use to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to head over to www.iafrican.com forward slash radio. That is www.iafrican.com forward slash radio and subscribe to get notified on new episodes of the Tech Legal Matters podcast and any other iAfrican radio shows. Stay safe on the web.